If you're ready to revamp your summer wardrobe so that you are ready for the warm and sunny weather that is right around the corner, right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalish. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect summer wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then, when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. I absolutely love everything that is always recommended to me in my armoire closet, and then I get to pick what I actually want to be sent to me. I personally have loved using armoire to find my style again after having babies, after my body has changed so much. And one thing that I've really loved is finding a style of jeans that I like. I got these Madewell jeans in my last order, and I love the way they fit my body. And I also love knowing that I can feel good about sending them back and giving them another life with someone else who's renting them and I can try new things in my next shipment because I always do feel guilty if I'm constantly buying more and more to find the styles that I like and I might think that I'm going to return them but I typically end up not doing so even if I don't like them it's just a hassle to do so armoire really allows you to just rent clothing for any occasion and then send it back whenever you are done with it. Everything from a date night to a conference to even athletic clothes. Your overly cramped closet and the environment will thank you for using armoire. Right now, my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalish. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month. And never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. This is Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and before we get started, let me be clear. This podcast isn't just about minimalism. It's a podcast about living fully. Over the past few years, I've learned that living with a little less in our homes and on our calendars leads to less cluttering up our minds, which simply helps give us the space to give our time and thoughts to the things that actually matter. So what do we talk about on here? We talk about minimalism and decluttering and how to get there, yes. But we also have conversations about pursuing intentionality in the things that matter, like our motherhood, faith, relationships, work, and mindset. Minimalish is a podcast for the women committed to contentment and loving the life in front of them, committed to living with a little less so they can create space for the things that matter most. What it's not about, how many spoons you should have, or any kind of rules or legalistic minimalism that promises you'll be happier if you just get rid of more stuff. Getting rid of stuff isn't what will make you happy. It's about the life you live with the new space you find. If that sounds good to you, grab a mug of whatever you like and stick around. I'm so grateful you're here. Hey friend, welcome back to Minimalish. This is episode 69 and today we're talking about something that we have not really talked about here before and that is this idea of homesteading. Simple living in a totally different sense. Not just how can I make things simpler, how can I live with less stuff, but 
how can we slow down our processes in our life? So I'm excited to share this conversation that I had with my friend Stephanie Leaf. What I love about it is that this idea of homesteading seems like it is definitely not for everyone. I know that most likely in my life, I will not pursue that route. But what Stephanie loves to talk about is just this idea of making it totally doable to adopt some of these practices into our own lives to benefit our health and to just simply slow down, connect with what it means to be human, even maybe reduce our waste in a way and care about where our food comes from. There are obviously a lot of aspects to homesteading. What Stephanie and I focus on most here is we talk about the why of it. We talk about the how and how her family kind of got into this. We talk about cooking from scratch and we spend time talking about how we can go from convenience foods and and consuming mostly convenience foods to really looking more at where our food comes from and cooking from scratch more often right in our own kitchens even if we are busy we talk about slowing down and even a little bit about living seasonally which i think is a really interesting concept this conversation is not just a look into homesteading this lifestyle that some live and it's really cool to hear about it's a look at how can we use these practices in our own lives and how can they benefit us? Something I really love is Stephanie's definition of simple living. So listen in for that because I think it is so good and something we can all take away from this episode. If you love this episode, if you're loving the show, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let us know that you are listening in and enjoying it. I love seeing that and it helps others be invited into this minimalist community, which I am so grateful for. All right, let's get to my conversation with Stephanie. Well, hey, Stephanie, I'm so excited that you are coming on the podcast. And before we dive into what we're talking about today, can you just tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to uh, have this conversation with you. Um, So my name is Stephanie, and I am uh, the mother of two young boys, and I have a blog titled Winging It on the Homestead, in which I I help other mothers incorporate simple living into their busy modern lives. So some of the things that I help with is I I focus a lot on gardening, um, food preservation, toxic-free living, uh, really dive into some old-fashioned self-sufficiency skills, as well as um, cooking from scratch. Uh, So my passion is really encouraging others to try simple living and that they really are able to do it no matter who they are or where they are. Yeah, and I am really excited to talk about all of that because I, when I think of simple living, homesteading, and all that we're going to talk about today, it's definitely a part of it that I think of, but it's also just like so far off in my brain because it's just something I haven't really explored yet, but I'm so curious to hear more from you. So Let's talk about homesteading in general to begin. Um, We are going to dive into really cooking because it is the winter season right now. And I know that's something that you've recently talked about on your blog. So we're going to talk about cooking from scratch a little bit um, Mm -hmm. during this podcast episode. But first, I want to hear, like, why homesteading? Um, Was this something you always wanted to do? Was it something you grew up 
in a home that this was a thing or how did just how did you stumble upon this and um, start living this way with your family? So homesteading was not something I grew up in. Um, it's really has become a goal for us. And I would say that we're pretty early on in our homesteading journey, like to what our ultimate goals are. Um, I have like a small family. So our journey has been somewhat slower than if it was just like us like 10 years ago. But um, uh, there, there are so many people that are like fourth, fifth generation homesteaders. So I definitely am not at that caliber. But um, my journey started with, I would say, just wanting to garden. When we first bought our our property, we decided to have a garden, and which I think is kind of always the case. It starts somehow with the food, right? So it's either with gardening or like cooking or something like that. But we started with gardening and it just kind of grew from there. So we definitely have some progressional steps that we want to do. Right now it's kind of within the home and the garden. And then we're also then hopefully going to go on to animals, chickens, and and then who knows what <laughs> where else that will take us. Yeah, that's awesome. So mm-hmm. why is this something that you wanted to dive into? For us, once we did gardening, which was important to us to have to grow our own food and then just kind of become a became a fun thing for us to do that we kind of looked forward to every season um, or every spring season was, you know, the whole planning of the garden and planting of the garden and harvesting and then preserving. It's just like a whole process. And we kind of got like entwined in that. And then from there, it became, well, if you're if you're harvesting, then you're preserving your food and then you're cooking. And so then it kind of went into all these other self-sufficiency skills for us and became more about us being self-sufficient, as self-sufficient as possible. And then when we have had children, it really became more of us instilling those values into our boys. I mean, my boys are still really young, but I take them out to the garden We when we have the garden, at, you know, up and um it's now become more of a family thing that we are interested in um, using as a value building thing for them. So now it's kind of like in all aspects of our life. Yeah, I love it. So you talked a little bit about kind of like how it started with gardening and then it's moved forward from there. Um, But what did your journey look like I guess, from when you started to now, like when did it begin? And if you want to go into a little bit more detail with that. Sure. My mom and I, we never could have a garden growing up at at our home. So we kind of took this as a project since we have the property when we, when my husband and I bought our home. So we didn't know what we were doing. (laughs) So we just kind of want like, we were just winging it and throwing stuff in the ground. We made some really awful pickles that year. Like some things just went like definitely some failures, but we had a lot of fun. So the next year we tried again and, and we just continued to kind of snowballed from there. You know, today, I'd say this maybe five years later, today we've, we have a much more extensive garden. We have plans to even extend it even more next year. We have plans to have chickens next year. And then it's also for us, we're hoping to eventually have some fruit trees and stuff. That's not stuff we, we have right now. What we did this last year was we were able to, you know, at least get harvests from local farms and preserve them that way. So it's really just kind of taking on new projects each year. So now I'd say that we, we garden a large majority of our food, preserve a lot of it, and then cook throughout the year. Like I said, we're still pretty early on in our journey, but we've kind of really fallen in love with the progression and endless striving for knowledge and learning of the skills that comes along with homesteading. Yeah. And if someone came to you, because I'm 
assuming maybe even I can fully see the value in buying local and even raising your own food. But if someone came to you and said, okay, why does it really matter? Like, why should I grow food in my backyard versus go to the grocery store and just get whatever is there? Like, what is, why would I take the extra step to put effort into this? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, it's sometimes simpler. It's not always easier, right? You know, right off the bat until you really kind of learn how it, how to work it into your life. Um, but, you know, I think it becomes the importance of knowing where your food's coming from. And I think it's important for someone to really understand what is important to them. Like, is it that I need to have a garden or is it that I just need to know where my food's coming from so I can visit a local farm instead of actually gardening? Or is it, you know, important that I actually cook this stuff myself? Or So it's really, you know, you don't have to do everything is kind of what I like to teach people. Um, but it is important because I think as we have more packaged stuff, more processed foods, you know, the awareness of where your food's coming from is kind of lost. And, and you know, for me, it's a big satisfaction to be able to grow your food, harvest it, and serve it to your family. I mean, for me, it's all about the satisfaction along the whole way. So if someone isn't into that, then they can figure out what's important to them and find out how to make that work. Yeah, yeah. And have you seen health benefits for your family through doing this? Yes. Um, so for my kids, I mean, luckily we, our kids are pretty, we'll pretty much eat everything with them, you know, seeing like where it's growing and then eating it. It really helps with picky, picky kids because they you get them involved in the growing and then you get them involved in the cooking and then you get them to eat it on their plate. So we've seen a lot of health benefits that way. And um, I think it's just really the knowing where your food's coming from. Because when you go to the grocery store, there's things that are out of season that you just don't know where they're coming from. And that's fine. But you know, health wise, it's definitely much healthier to eat your own food or, or locally grown. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, whenever you're growing it from your own home, and that's probably the easiest way to eliminate the amount of packaging. So there's environmental effects there as well. So I want to know, because you referenced in the beginning, kind of simple living. And I kind of already said that when I think of simple living, I that word has, has been associated for me lately with minimalism and just like simplifying my home, my schedule. So what does simple living mean to you? Because I feel like it has a little bit of a different definition for you. And I would love to hear what that means to you. Sure. Yeah, no, I do agree that like simple living in my terms, isn't necessarily always simple. Simpler, it's definitely not easier. Um, but simple living to me is basically that you're living your day-to-day life with a certain amount of intention and awareness to your consumption and like where you place your energy. So it's that I'm choosing to put my energy into cooking or gardening as opposed to something else that could take up my energy. You know, choosing to create or make your own products. It's not necessarily easier, but simpler in that you're kind of take going back to the basics, if that makes sense. So like I like to use the term simple living because homesteading is is wonderful and um, a really great lifestyle, but it's kind of intimidating to people when you hear homesteading, they think like you gotta live off the grid or something. So I like to say like simple living because it's bringing a lot of those aspects into your modern life, making them work for you. Yeah, I love that. and. 
let's talk about one of those aspects because I love this idea of just slowing down. And I think that the way that you talk about simple living when it comes to the food and kind of the process that we want to, in our modern culture, we just want to make everything more convenient, right? We want to make it faster. We want to be able to get it done so that we can just move on to the next thing, move on to, you know, I put it in quotes, like more important things, Mm -hmm. but you are challenging this and anyone talking about, you know, homesteading or anything similar in that realm are are questioning that and saying, well, it's actually, this is an important thing. The food we eat isn't, is important. These simple processes, I've heard it once said the simple daily processes that we do like cooking or even just making coffee, the -hmm. things that we try to make as quick as possible in our daily life, those things kind of connect us to what it is to be human when we just get our yeah. hands dirty and and do it from scratch or like choose the slower route basically I can't say that I do that with everything but there are certain <laughs> things that that when I when I choose to slow down I see just so much joy and benefit in that and one of those things is cooking so I want to hear from you because I'm definitely not an expert in this in any way but anytime that I do slow down and you know cook from scratch or just use a slower process in my cooking or whatever it may look like. I feel a lot of joy in that. And there is satisfaction, like you were talking about earlier. This is just the satisfaction that that really does matter. So let's talk about that. Recently, you've been talking about on your blog, cooking from scratch. So why do you choose to do this? Um, Before we talk about the how, the why, when there's so much more convenience available with the food, why do you choose to cook from scratch? Yeah, well, I, I think you put it very well when you said that, you know, it's slowing down, it's and enjoying the process. And that's definitely what pulls me to this kind of lifestyle. Um, as far as, you know, cooking from scratch, and why would you actually want to do it when there's so much convenience? You know, as we said before, the knowing where your food's coming from is really important. Taking those like raw ingredients and putting them together, something that you're then feeding your family, it's really just good for your mind and for your soul. And a really grounding process. So even if it's not something that you do all the time, if you can find some meals that you are really great at and really just love cooking and serving people and and sharing with people is just a really great thing to have to do for fun. <laughs> just having some things that you enjoy cooking regularly is something that, like you said, makes you human. And I think that's really important. Yeah. And it's, it's something that it's connecting to like our very basic needs, right? We Mm -hmm. need to eat. And so we are saying, okay, it's important enough to spend time on this and to make something, maybe if it's something warm that, that we're going to not just feed ourselves, but our family. And I feel like if you can slow down the cooking process, that might flow over and slow down the actual eating process, right? Right. Slow down that process of of eating around a table and being with your family, which is important too. I hope you're enjoying my conversation with Stephanie, but I wanted to take a break and tell you about the sponsor that is helping make today's show possible, and that is Sunbasket, which is so fun because we're talking about food today. If you feel like eating healthy, sourcing good food, eating actual real food is a struggle, Sunbasket caters to your kind of healthy with delicious recipes for all kinds of dietary preferences. That includes paleo, gluten-free, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more. And they make it easy and convenient with everything pre-portioned and ready to prep and cook. You can enjoy a dinner full of organic 
produce and clean ingredients, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. If this idea that we've been talking about, about sourcing your food and knowing what ingredients are in your food sounds good to you, Sunbasket is a great place to start. It makes it less overwhelming. Each week, Sunbasket offers at least 14 recipes to choose from. You could try mouthwatering dishes such as salmon burgers with lemon dill mayo. I personally love the barbecue meatloaf with rosemary potatoes that I recently got to try. Sunbasket has delicious options for on-the-go breakfast, lunch, snacks, and more as well. You can make sure your busy schedule doesn't get in the way of eating well. Sunbasket delivers straight to your door. You can order from any recipe across their menu, skip a week whenever you need to, and right now they're offering $35 off your order when you go to sunbasket.com slash minimalish and enter promo code minimalish at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash minimalish. Enter code minimalish at checkout for $35 off your order. One more thing I want to tell you about. Our Minimalish Book Club on Patreon has started. We are reading. We are reading Chasing Slow right now. Next month, we'll be implementing the book. We'll have an interview with the author. And I'm so excited about this. I've got 50 plus other women joining me. I'd love for you to join. It's not too late. We have two months to read one book. The reading schedule is within one month, but you can totally hop in at any time and read along with us, even in March, if you wanted to hop in in March. You could read the book and benefit from the challenge that we'll be doing that goes along with the book. Another Patreon-related thing I wanted to tell you is that if you want more step-by-step help with implementing minimalism and minimalish living into your life, I do offer an online course through Patreon, and it is super affordable, literally less than $10 a month, and you can have access to it as long as you need the information, and I just wanted to let you know that that's there. It's It's there to help you implement minimalism into your home, into your days, and into your mindset. So you can go to patreon.com slash minimalish for either the online course or the book club. If you do sign up for the online course, you also get the book club. So win-win. I hope to see you over there. Let's get back to today's episode. So, okay, let's talk about steps to make this happen because if I mean we're all busy right I feel like anybody could say they're busy I'm sure that you feel like you're busy like you've got a garden you've got things to tend to you've got stuff you're doing all day but busy has been glorified and it's like okay well since I have to do all these things I can't pay attention to the simple things like cooking whatever Um, so what are some steps that we can take to kind of change that and to start cooking from scratch more often. So one of the things that I like to tell people when they are, when I'm, usually when I'm having a conversation with someone and I try to encourage them to cook from scratch or that they can do it, you know, it usually is like, comes from like a fear place. Like, oh, it takes too much time. It's way too much effort. I don't have the time. So what I like to tell people is just start with one thing that you already already use that's prepackaged. So and just start with that and find a homemade from scratch alternative. For us, when I first got married and we were making food, I used to make a lot of those rice sides, you know, mm-hmm. that are like rice rani or whatever. Once I started looking more into cooking from scratch, you realize it's just rice and that seasoned package and you're adding water. I started with that with rice and then adding your own vegetables and, and cooking it that way makes a much more substantial side. So just something like that, that you can start with one thing that you can 
swap for a, a homemade alternative. Another thing that we use is taco seasoning because we were just buying all this packet for already pre-packaged seasoning. So that's one thing we swapped out early on. It just kind of goes from there. So in an attempt to not be overwhelmed by it, start by one thing, get some confidence, move on to another thing. And then it may take you longer at first, but then as soon as you start making it, you can make it without a recipe. It's easier. It takes much less time. You don't have to think about it. So that's what I like to tell people first to do. And then there's a lot of different methods that can help you simplify cooking from scratch. So you know, first, like using good tools and equipment, Crock-Pot, Instapot, those type of things can really help you save time, save effort. So I think that also too is where do you place your importance? If you just want to, if you're interested in the ingredients and you can use a crock pot and an Instapot, you still know where all your ingredients from coming from and it's really helping you in that kind of sense. I use a crock pot all the time. We are busy, but you're still cooking from scratch, right? And then also there's other methods like batch cooking and, and meal planning. I think that cooking from scratch always takes some kind of planning you got to make sure you have raw ingredients on hand. Um, so having a, a well-stocked pantry um, and those kinds of things really just helps set you off on the right foot to cook from scratch. Meal planning is big. And by that, I don't mean you have to have like a month worth of meals planned out or anything like that. But just if there's something you want to make, just make sure you have the ingredients on hand and plan some time and start small. Don't get overwhelmed. Yeah. And I think that's such good advice. I know when I started looking at the ingredients on packaged foods, a simple thing that I feel like is uh, often used in a recipe within a recipe is cream of chicken soup. That's in so many recipes or it's a great thing to add to a crock pot to flavor it up. And I realized by looking at the can of cream of chicken soup one time when I was making a soup for my family, I was like, I can't pronounce some of these ingredients and I just don't know what's all in the, in here. Mm -hmm. It has to be how, like, how is it easy to actually make this from scratch? And it was, it was just like a little bit of flour, chicken, uh, chicken broth and butter. Uh, and I made a delicious cream of chicken soup that I can Absolutely. throw in another soup. And it's just funny how just that quick, like Pinterest research yep. can really help you change the nourishment that you're going to get in a recipe with only a couple ingredients sometimes. Do you have, mm -hmm. do you have recipes on your blog? Uh, we do have some recipes. Yeah. And that's something that now in the winter season, I'm really looking to ramp up because that's kind of where my focus is right now. Yeah, that's cool. So I just wanted to direct people there if you do. And what are some of your favorite things to make from scratch? Luckily, my family pretty much eats anything, but um, we really love to do like a good pot roast or a good stew. So I love to make to start my dinner in the morning and then just cook it all day. So by dinner time, it's done. So anything that I can put on the stove and kind of do like a little bit of effort throughout the day as I, as I have time and then have a really great meal at dinner time is, is really my favorite thing. So pot roast stews. Last week we made chicken and dumplings, which I wasn't sure because my kids are kind of at that like iffy stage, but it was good. So yeah. these are, um, these are our favorite things. Yeah. And right now when it's cold outside yeah. in a lot of places, it's perfect. <laughs> I, I just love the fact that, I mean, dinner time can be stressful with little kids. Mm -hmm. So especially like if you are wanting to start cooking more from scratch and not have as many convenience foods in your home, that's such a good place to start. I love that advice to kind of 
start with a good appliance like a crock pot or or an Instapot because in that sense, it's going to, while you are putting maybe a little more effort or a little bit more thought into your food, you are also in turn simplifying it at the same time yeah. because you don't have to do the work of it whenever that, you know, witching hour comes around and kids yeah. are angry because they're hangry and everything. Right. Well, when you think about it, it's actually a tool to help simplify your evening then is to already have meal prepped and planned and half cooked when you come home. Okay. So if we wanted to, would you say like you, you have done away with convenient foods in general? Um, in your I, would home? Say, I would say if I'm being honest, no, <laughs> but I would say that we probably cook, we cook from scratch probably 85% of our food. I mean, look, I, we still do takeout sometimes. We still, you know, I mean, yeah, and that's okay. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to, say that we cook everything from scratch, but it's definitely the um, effort and the attempt and the just being intentional of like, can I do this myself? Yes, I can. I'm going to like that kind of thing. Um, and then you don't have to feel bad about eating whatever when, when it is a stressful day or you've, you know, done whatever that day and you don't feel like cooking. Yeah. And I, I love that you said that and that you're honest about that because <laughs> that's the thing. It's, you know, whenever we, are passionate about something, a lot of times it can feel unattainable for others because we're so excited about it and we want to tell the world about it. But it's so important to be honest and be like, hey, it's okay to not do this 100% of the time, but there are so many benefits to doing this maybe like most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before we kind of close out this conversation, which I've loved this conversation and it's definitely like got me thinking about warm soups and really good things <laughs> that I want to cook uh, for the rest of winter. So I am so thankful we got to chat, but I have two questions that I ask every guest. So I know that you are simplifying your life in general, but do you have something specific that you're simplifying right now? Um, well, it, it may not sound like it's actually simplifying, but right now I'm in I am really focused on incorporating seasonal living into my life. So, you know, that's kind of living with the natural rhythm of the season. So that's like food as foods are in season and you're eating what's in season, you're doing projects as they're in season. Kind of, And by that, I mean, like right now we're at gardening. So there's a whole bunch of other home maintenance and other priority projects. So that, that, and it doesn't sound like it's simplifying, but it actually is because you're kind of already, you're kind of already following a set of guidelines that's already set for you by the seasons, if that, that even makes sense. But yeah, um, right now it's winter. So, you know, we, I'm trying to incorporate more of winter vegetables, the soups, like you said, doing more of the comfort foods, which is why right now cooking from scratch is kind of a, a focus of my blog and, and what I'm talking about. And so that's kind of already set for me. Like that's what we're talking about. That's where my priority priorities are. I have a bunch of home projects that I can do now that I don't have to worry about in the spring when my focus is on gardening. So for me, that actually simplifies things in my life because it's already kind of preset by the seasons. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. When we start to look into that, it's so interesting how trying to live like against the seasons can yeah. affect us in general. Um, even just like our energy levels in winter being different than the summer um, and listening to that 
is interesting to me as well. So that's really cool. Okay. And then my second question is, what is something that you can't stop talking about right now? This was a little tough one, but um, I would say that because seasonally we are in winter, um, what I'm kind of talking about to a lot of people is, you know, cooking from scratch, obviously, but the whole thing that goes along with that, which is like being warm and comfy and cozy, kind of how that's my focus right now in my home is along with the seasonal projects is really creating that environment. Like that's kind of important to us. It's like we're in the winter, so we want to be cozy and comfy. And that's my focus for my family and for my household is to really create that environment. So that's just where my focus is right now. Yeah. What are some things that you're doing to do that? So obviously, like like everything else, it really starts with the food, <laughs> but it also is kind of enjoying nature as it is. So even though like I'm not crazy about getting out in the cold, um, it's getting out in the cold, enjoying the, the, the season as it is. So I'll bundle the kids up, get them outside, go for a walk, even though it's freezing, but it's enjoying the seasons as they are, those kinds of things. And then coming in and having hot chocolate like just in slow like you said slowing down like winter is the time to slow down and to enjoy and to not feel guilty about it because come spring and summer we will be very busy so yeah I I think it's funny that new year's resolutions (laughs) come in like the dead of winter because we try to push ourselves to like make these big goals and accomplish these huge things when our energy levels are a little slower. So I I love that idea of the focus on on the comfort and the coziness of this Mm -hmm. season. And I think that's a great encouragement in general. Well, this has been such a fun conversation. Um, Thanks for chat. Thanks for coming on the show and chatting about food. And now I'm hungry. (laughs) Get some food, but, um, but thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Okay, are you hungry? Because I am about ready to go make myself a crockpot meal. (laughs) And I loved just talking about food, honestly. I know I am inspired to really think more about the way that I make foods and the way that I think of convenience foods. This is something that has been a realization in my life for probably at least five or six years now. I have really been diving into where my food comes from and what it looks like to really source ingredients well and not necessarily fall into convenience foods. Of course, there have been seasons since then where I did more than others, but it has made a difference on my health as well as Stephanie was talking about it has for her family. So what I do want to talk to you about briefly is just this idea of simple living as Stephanie defines it. I think it's super powerful. She talks about how it's being intentional about where we are putting our energy being intentional about the things that get our energy. That is such a simple way to talk about simple living, but what a profound way to talk about it. And what it comes down to yet again is priorities, right? Our priorities are the things that are getting our energy. So with that said, if you say what your priorities are out loud, but those aren't the things that are getting your energy, then those are technically not your priorities. We have to realign what's getting our energy with the things that we actually say are our are our priorities. And I love that Stephanie said this about that's what simple living looks like to her. Because for me, 
that's what minimalism is about. It has brought me to this question of what actually matters and how do I put my time and energy into those things versus what my time and energy is just falling into because I'm letting it. A lot of times this looks different than the way everyone else is doing it. For me, that is my faith and my people, the people who are actually under my roof in my house first. They get my first and best energy. And I can't say 100% that that happens every single day, but I want to make it a priority. I want to make an effort for that to happen. And the next thing that I would like to get my energy is my work, but then also my home. My work and my home are kind of the same thing. I work from home and they are both part of what I consider my work. We don't get to make the excuse that something is taking up all of our energy whenever we are active participants in our life and we get to choose where that energy goes. There are seasons where it will be off balance, maybe 100% like one way into our family and our kids because Maybe someone in our family is struggling with an illness and we have to put so much of our energy into that. Or maybe it is tipped in favor for a short season to our work because of an important deadline or an important project. But the point is we get to reevaluate this, we get to redefine this, and we get to decide intentionally where our energy goes. I just thought this was a powerful concept. And of course, this is going to look different for all of us, depending on our circumstances. But I want to encourage you to just redefine where's your energy going and kind of give you a little framework of one, our energy has to go to the things that first we are responsible for, right? Taking care of our families, providing for them, or whatever that looks like for you. And maybe our homes are a part of that. And then next, what do you intentionally want your energy to go to? Maybe other than those responsibilities, of course, we should intentionally put our energy into those things. But what else? What else do we intentionally want to put our energy into? How can we be actively living our lives in the way that we want to? Actively making time and room for what matters to us. All right, friend, I will stop talking about that, but I get so excited about that concept. Even though I definitely don't live it perfectly out in my own life, it's something that I continually am coming back to and reevaluating and realigning myself with my priorities. And I hope to encourage you to do the same. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks again for being here, friend, and I will talk to you on the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.